0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
1: and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
2: The following is an exclusive presentation from Sports Radio 92.7. WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. And replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC, Featuring the best of the best from today's conversations. Observations and ruminations. Because great radio is still fresh the second time around. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show...
0: Mario Cristobal talking about getting back up and going at it against the heels. Get and back up. You never went down to the knee. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They were never down. Rimshot. They should have been down.
1: Rimshot that, please, at some uh, point. Give me a second. good. Hey, a little delayed. Give me I a little
0: delayed. I asked for one around here. A delayed uh, rimmo right there. Little, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rimshot. Oh, my God. Oh sure. rim oh my God. Shot. Don't know. be dirty wow. about it. Don't be dirty about <laughs> it. Oh, my heart
1: Oh, my heart stopped. <laughs> oh, my heart stopped. Oh, my God. I didn't know what you were going to
0: say. to be dirty. All right. Oh, my God come up with a clever name Woo! for a rim shot. How about those brace? Hey, look a legged bone over those there. Those brace. Everybody settle down. All right? Settle down. That was not we my We get tip. busy. And we stay busy. There you go. There you go. All right. Let's so let's let's try to move it along to football and forget I ever uh, tried that right there. All right. So it's college football <laughs> confidence time. College football. Sometimes I try to come up with clever little words, and they don't really sound as clever as I no, thought they were going to sound. Then we, go. <laughs> then, then we all end up in meetings about something that Max said. <laughs> I, I really am just a dumbass. I wasn't malicious. All right. Let's do it. College football confidence. Line up your team text, everybody <laughs> we got a weekend of college football I cannot get I turn my back at this time, I cannot wait for th- I cannot wait for tomorrow in college football hell I can't wait to watch coach Prime tonight 10 o'clock against Stanford I, I, I'm interested in that but we want to hear from uh, different fan bases we want to hear from you know see which fan bases send us the most texts, and we'll try to we'll try to read a bunch of them let me know if you're feeling college football confidence you got a game this week and you feel like we're getting it man we're getting this up 704 five 709610. I think Tar Heel fans should be confident. I understand the reservations. Fiddy was talking about it earlier. He's kind of buying into the Mac Brown line about I kind of wish they came in here after a win and, and aren't coming in here angry. But I still think, Fitty, I still think y'all are gonna get this done. I'm not saying Miami's not the toughest game you will have played. I do think it is. They're off the, the difference for them, they are so good on the lines this year. Last year their offensive line was terrible. And, and they are so good on the O-line, so good on that defensive line. They're third in the nation in run defense. I think it's a game where, Drake, where maybe the running doesn't come easy. Drake May's got to take over. It sucks that Paisor hurt himself. And it's not going to be in this game. But they
1: do have Tez back. They do have Jones. They do have um, McCollum. And history versus Miami under Mac Brown is way in their 4-0. favor.
0: 4-0. Yep. I think y'all are winning. Are you confident? are you confident? I think y'all are winning, but I think it will be your toughest game. Yeah, no, think? I I think Carolina wins by one possession. This all to me comes down to trust. And it's it's do I trust my team in this one? First 5 and 0 start since 1997. So I've literally I've never been here before. I've never seen a 5 and 0 Tar Heel football team. This is what we wanted when we hired Mac Brown. We wanted these types of games, the type of atmosphere that's going to exist tomorrow night in Keenan Stadium and you've got the quarterback. You've you have you have got the guy at quarterback that makes you believe they're not gonna go out there. That's the thing. And 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 bleak the and, bad. And and I think did we see Van Dimes revert back to last year's Van Dimes? Can the Tar Heels get a couple of, of turnovers off him? He had three last week, or or does he revert back to the way he played previously? I think I think May I think May can pass on him. Connor Wegman threw for about almost three forty against him. In the A and M game, obviously Miami put up 48 on them. Though, what do you think, Bone? Carolina fans
1: should be confident. I, like, I get. I the- feel like this matchup just. always we always seem to say, "Hey, is UNC Miami? Is UNC going to be in trouble?" I think UNC's better than they have been of recent memory. They're not having like, these slip ups so far that we've seen in the past. They're they're more prepared and ready for the moment. Because how many times about, did they have a primetime game a couple years ago? They'd come out flat. We'd say, "How in the world did they come out looking like that?" They have not been that way this year. I think they're ready for Miami. There's no way to tell Miami's bounce back on this again. It's it's kind of like we talked about Notre Dame in Ohio State with 10 men on the field. We didn't really know how. How do you re, how do you bounce? we don't know until we see it. Yeah. Does this galvanize Miami? Do they do they go back to sort of? You know all of the Miami issues that we see of the past. I don't know. I like UNC though, and it's not just Drake May. It's the combination that the defense gives him a chance. Drake May certainly gives him a great chance, but Hampton also is a guy that all the run game, the defense, Drake May. I like yep. Miami or, uh, UNC to win this.
0: Wide wow, receivers, tight end, so many weapons. Um, and the O line's better. O line's going to get ten
1: Tezor's t- out now, though.
0: Yeah, he is. He he's out. But again, it's yep. you, you know, I, I think if you didn't have Tez. I, you know, I think it would really hurt, but I think Ted's going to get more involved than he was last week. Uh, we're looking for college football confidence. Heels fans, are you feeling it? Canes fans, do you want to say not so fast, my friend? And, and who else out there? we got to talk Charlotte having Navy. I think it's a winnable game for Charlotte. we got to talk about the Gamecocks in Florida and any of these other games that, that, that the fans want to bring up. Bone, my big cause this week is NC State over Duke. I really you believe
1: can't, you can't quit NC State. Man. I believe you, the you just, loved, you. just loved Duke two weeks ago. You just I don't, loved Duke. I don't
0: think Riley Leonard's playing. Okay, and I the think defense that, is still there. Right, and, and this this kid is, as, um has barely played. I, I think I think NC
1: just like Wonder like when he took over.
0: I think NC State's defense against a green quarterback. I, I think NC State can turn him over a couple times, and that can be the ball game. I think this state defense a little embarrassed by the way they played last week, although 14 of those points were directly from M.J. Morris' turnovers. Now, Morris needs to take care of the ball better, but I was surprised. He brought a little more
1: explosion in the past game than I thought he would bring. Um, NC State's defense looked tremendous last week against Marshall.
0: Well, again, 14 of those points were directly from M.J. Oh, Morris' turnovers. Like but, but I think they're going to be angry. How'd they look against Louisville, though, no, Hondo? They did, but they by the way, good you, against Lufo. it's a you, great run defense. And if, I, I, if you have a backup green quarterback and you want to rely on the run game okay. and NC okay. State stuffs the run, they're 23rd it's a, it's, in yards per carry against. I think this, and, and I, I don't see why you're getting so upset. I think this game's a toss-up. If Riley Leonard doesn't play, this game's a toss-up. I think state. I think state's gonna get this football
1: game. Wolfpack Mac feels it in his wolf veins. Let me veins. tell you something, muchacho. <laughs> you so yes. Leonard being out obviously changes the complexion. I'm not overconfident here. I just think that they're the better football team. They're the better. They're the better balanced team right now because you're not factoring in. You trust MJ Morris versus the Elko defense. You trust that? I, I think it's going to be so, a low. Lo- you know, so you're picking NC State. I think it's going to be a low-scoring, okay, defensive but game. But you're going to trust MJ Morris because you're going to trust a dude that hasn't played. But like it, but, MJ
0: Morris has experience. MJ Morris has won three starts. He has. This, this dude
1: has not played. We have no
0: idea what we're getting
1: we, against I, a but, very good defense as well. But again, you have no idea either. It could go the other way as well. You don't know that.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb. Do say Duke, NC State wins this Duke, game. Duke, I don't think
1: it's a. I think it's a three
0: point game either way.
1: Duke's offense is not. It's yes, it's Riley centric. Yes, but it's not exactly a big play offense. It's a lot of running game. It's a lot of designs. It's not exactly like Riley Leonard's Drake May and throws bombs down the field. It's a very specific offense. It's run oriented. I think they can do a lot of similar stuff with beelan. I As just they do with Leonard. You I, think I think you're selling Duke a little short. Here's the thing: I team you loved two weeks ago, and all of a sudden we're oh, really oh, good, we're, gone, we're done now.
0: Here's the thing, though: you guys, you Duke fans, can't sell me Riley Leonard, the future first-round pick. Riley Leonard, the all everything quarterback. He means so much to us. And then when Riley Leonard goes out, it's no big deal. That's where y'all sound a little hypocritical. Didn't say Riley didn't Leonard say is that.
1: special. Never said it. No, you
0: are saying it's I know, no big no, deal. No, no, and no. That's literally if, what if you're he saying. He was playing.
1: You literally just said n- it. No, 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 no. You it, did. Hold on. If he was playing, there's no doubt Duke is winning. Obviously, there's doubt because he's out. But even then, I still think they have enough here. Coming off and the, you bye, might be right. You might I be, will right. be right. I think it's and gonna I'll be see really Monday. close. I'll see you Monday. I'll be right and Do- here and don't hop back on. Here we go. Duke. You are a Duke rail rider. Riley Leonard plays, I'm a Duke. You Duke can won beat anybody. anybody. You loved Al, but, but you won in this new. spot One, one Riley K- Leonard one loss, one injury,
0: you're hitchhiking for one New York. One injury. You act like the long snapper got hurt. No offense, JJ Jansen. Um much. There ain't much. Oh, You told you have told me how great Riley yeah. Leonard
1: is, Matt, You can't Matt, lose him. And I never like said gets he's not. I said it's going to be a lot tougher without uh, him. All right, let's also, talk about Morgan. Let's State, take more State's offensive line against Duke's pass rush. You saw they did another Notre Dame. You trusting that? I think I think Morris can make some plays oh, okay. scrambling. Oh, okay.
0: When they right. I, bone, I'm not on here telling you any offense is going to light it up. I think it's like a 17-16 game, 20 All right. to 17. All right. That's that's what I'm saying. So when you when we come back on Monday, I want both your lips on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me go. people are calling me Duke hater. I'm not a dang Duke hater. Well, you're I think NC State they're a three point underdog. I think. I think the world knows Riley Leonard probably doesn't play. If Riley Leonard plays, it could be effective. It's a different game. All right, let's get, let's get to some more games here, Bone. College football confidence, and I want to read some of these texts coming in. Duke by double digits. Texter says. This texter says, "I'm a state fan and I'm mortified." Shut the bleep up, Mac. Thank All you. All right, there you go. What do you think about Charlotte, Bone? I, I think sh- I think you're picking them right. Like I, they have to have it. They
1: have to have it. for... They got a shot to win this game against Navy. They have to have it for. The, the confidence of the football team. They're coming off a bye. They really got back to basics and fundamentals in the in the off week which had to happen. I think that that the the rest and the week off came at the right time. They're not maybe going to be what of course what we thought they would be this year and what the expectation level was. But it's a fresh start off the bye and I think there's opportunity there the next two weeks to really show offensive improvement against Navy Underdog at home against Davey, which I think Biff will will utilize. And then they got ECU, who's reeling right now next week. If there's ever a time for Charlotte to start to show a little bit of strides of who we think they can be, it's got to happen in the next two weeks. On homecoming tomorrow, if they come out offensively and nothing has changed, it's the same problems, they don't look anything like we thought coming out of the bye then I think there's some serious questions about what's going on here, but I don't think they will. I think you're going to see the best Charlotte performance in full of the season. Tomorrow.
0: Look at look at Navy is very gettable. This ain't your older brother's Navy. This ain't your dad's Navy. You know, this team is, is going through a transition head coach and offense wise. But they're still so run oriented. Like if Charlotte can keep the run game in check and make Navy have to throw the ball at times, Navy averages 85 pass yards a game. That's a lot for them. Just make them have to throw that football. And we heard going into the season, oh, they're going to pass more. I ain't. Uh, and Navy's defense, too, Bone, both their offense and defense are both out of the top 100. I think Charlotte's got a chance to get this game. I lean Charlotte fans should be a bit confident.
1: A little bit of confidence from Charlotte Matt, fans. Charlotte's passing offense is 118 in the country. They're still ahead of their next two opponents. Because <laughs> East Carolina's 119 and Navy's 132. Yeah, Navy's. This has to, this has to be a a moment in time for the program. To, all right. It's not the start we wanted. It's a reset. But again, if this goes awry this week, then then there's got to be some serious questions being asked about what's going on, but I don't think that's going to
0: happen. Although they are getting ECU next week. That's a W for Charlotte. I'm sorry, ECU fans. Um, But anyway, um, Navy's pass or run defense, 95th in the country. Can Charlotte get the run game going? Some option with Jones. All right, two other teams whose fans should be fired up, Bone. Gamecocks. I think the Gamecocks need this game badly, right? Against Florida. And I think they're going to get it. I don't know how you're feeling. And I... I kind of like Notre Dame. I kind of like Notre Dame. USC's defense is real shaky. This game's in South Bend. Y'all think I'm crazy?
1: Hart- Hartman's gonna carve up South uh, Southern California. Y'all think, yeah, I mean they, again, they barely beat Arizona last week and they won an overtime.
0: Again, can they fully score with Caleb Williams? I, what do you think? Notre Dame, South Carolina? Y- y'all got am I a moron on these? Uh, what do you South, think? Do South- you like know your game,
1: Coxbone? South Carolina. We talked about bye-weeks coming at the right time. I wish that. Juice Wells was coming back off the bye because I I really just wanted to see Mac Leggett and Wells together in this offense this year with with Spencer Rattler. I just I don't hard pressed to see it. I wonder coming off the bye, do they do they try to work in Harbor a little more as we go along here? I don't know if that's possible, but we'll see. The run game got better before the bye week. You certainly saw yeah. against Tennessee. Anderson had a big run the week before. They put up some yards against Mississippi State. I think South Carolina comes out. I think this. It may not be quite what the circle game was for Tennessee versus South Carolina, but Mac, do you remember last year how absolutely pathetic the Gamecocks were down there in Gainesville against the bad Florida team last year? They got—I mean, what was it, 31 to 31 to six? They were—that was their worst performance of the year. Was down there in Gainesville last year. I think this game matters deeply to Rattler to because he did not perform well against Tennessee. He was awful against Florida last year. I think Spencer Rattler gets back on track, has a huge day with Uh, uh, Leggett.
0: Running Randall uh, says uh, Mac is a jerk, and I hope Bone punches punches you out of your chair. Poor Mac. (laughs) This texter, uh, a lot of Carolina fans worried, Fitty. Myron Goodman, um, uh, this unnamed Carolina Texter. Mac, I know you're trying to give us confidence, which uh, inherently makes me feel no confidence, but this game is scary. Are you scared, Fitty? It is Friday the 13th. Are you scared as a Tar Heel fan? Yeah, because it's, I mean, you've picked them. I mean, you you were talking up Kobe Pesor's catch on Monday, (laughs) and and the poor kid broke his ankle on Wednesday. I do feel responsible. I really should not talk nicely about any uh, student athletes. (laughs) I really shouldn't. Some guy's mad at us, but because he tried to turn the radio off because we were
1: whining when we were yelling. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I just... This is, this is the same guy from last time. Remember this guy? Bone, pe- Bone gets so loud. He's got... Ch- I've got children in the car and I can't... The volume gets to... Is some people... Is that don't, Papa don't, here's the, Some people don't <laughs> like it when we argue. Some no, people don't like it. Here's the problem. My dude over here... And I love you. Well, my dude over here is at a max volume 24-7. So when we argue... I've got to up my volume louder to try to compete with Mac because he's yelling. And that's what people get mad at.
0: Is it just the yelling or is it just they don't like Is it like the people that don't like their parent kids like don't like their parents arguing? I have an idea. Do you, does it sound like are you afraid like it's two family members yelling at each other and what, it makes you
1: feel sad? What if we do this, Mac? I challenge you to a whisper fight. <laughs> a whisper fight. You <laughs> How, are dare, you? So, you How are, dare you call me out like that? When, when we come back on one <laughs> you're going to put both lips on my ass when <laughs> Wait. Henry Bieland carves up. <laughs> How would that sound? That sounds that sounds almost like we're having a little bit of, like, uh, a little phone uh, I a mean, little phone meetup. Can we
0: do that? Would that excite people out there? This texter says Mac is an obnoxious arguer. That's why we hate it.
1: Oh, so it's just me, then.
0: Ishmael Bone just wants, sounds great when he's arguing.
1: Ishmael wants me to slap your broken headphones <laughs> off your head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got to chill out. You know what? It's all love from here on, Bone, man. We had a slight disagreement about the Wolfies and, and the Devils. All love moving forward.
2: Listen to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from 6 to 10. Instant replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports
3: fan.
4: Whether it's audiobooks
0: or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if
1: Cascali is right for you.
2: You're listening to Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show.
3: is the Wesson Walker Show. And no, folks, this is not us playing the last segment over again. That is the music that we play before we go into the Campus Corner because we didn't in the last segment and we're about to do it now. So without any further ado, let's go to the Campus Corner. Strike up the band, baby. All right. So we got some good local games going this weekend, uh, some important games as well. That's why we have some of the questions that we have. And our rundown. And so when we take a look at the assortment of games that are going on, let's start with first, what is the biggest local game going on this weekend? And that could be Charlotte, South Carolina, or our ACC teams. App State has already played. Western Carolina is off this weekend. We got to start throwing them into the mix, too, because they are Um, I don't... (laughs) I don't think there is a
5: crazy big gap, but I think there's a big enough gap with the Carolina-Miami game to where I can't pick another game to surpass it. I think Charlotte Navy's a big one Mm -hmm. for 49ers fans because it's reasonable to think that they would lose some of the Power 5 games that they already have at this point in the season. It's reasonable to think that Charlotte's just not ready for SMU, a team that we all thought very highly of coming into the season, especially when you get to conference play. When you have Navy at home, This is the time where you want to be real competitive to the point where it might be just go ahead in time and win, Biff. Like, this this is the time, especially with ECU on the other side of this. So, big game for the Charlotte 49ers this weekend. But, Wes, I can't have anything surpass a ranked matchup between North Carolina and Miami. Miami lost. Bad loss after Mario Cristobal did not kneel it. But Miami, if they (laughs) – after having a loss to Georgia Tech, and then in two weeks you drop – Two games fall out of the top 25, which is what would happen if they lose, even if it is on the road to a top 12 team to North Carolina. We know what the Heels are playing for. I can't see any game being more important than the Heels and the Canes game this weekend.
3: Yeah, I'm right with you there. That's the biggest game by far. Carolina has not played a ranked opponent as of yet. This will be their first challenge to do so. Miami comes in with the second-ranked scoring offense in all of the ACC at 39 points a game, but it did not look like it last week against Georgia Tech when they were only able to muster 20 points. And so uh, this Miami defense as well, second in the ACC in total defense. Carolina just a few spots down from them uh, sitting there at sixth in total defense, which, I mean, is awesome for Carolina. And if they're playing on that level, I think it could be very hard for them to be able to win. This is the second and third scoring teams in the ACC because Carolina is sitting there at third at 36.6 points per game as well. But I think for sure this is the biggest local game because this is Carolina's first chance to stamp who a lot of people think that they are uh, to this point. And I think for Miami, this is going to be – I think this is a ginormous game for Miami because when you look at it now, Crystal Ball had the goodwill going, Miami playing great football, Tyler Van Dyke Balling out of control. He comes out, throws three interceptions after Crystal ball made that blunder of a coaching decision, whether the call was true or not, which we've seen still photographs to show that he was down. But still, the fumble counted. They lost the game. People are questioning Crystal ball as a coach at this point. If they come out and get obliterated by North Carolina uh, or lose this game, Miami fans are certainly going to lose hope in Crystal ball. Maybe not all the way, but they're going to be sitting there like same old Canes same old disappointment. Now, uh, we have the biggest, but then we can distinguish what is the most important local game this weekend.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's tough to it's tough to separate the biggest and most important for me with North Carolina, Miami, but I'll just go ahead with the other game. I was flirting with with Charlotte. Uh, think about it. If, if Charlotte comes out flat against Navy, after all the comments that Biff Poggi had at the beginning of the season, there are a lot of fans. There are a lot of people evaluating this program right now, Wes. Mm-hmm. And are already questioning Biff's comments. But again, I, I'm okay with losing to the power five schools. I actually think there are just a, a there's a little bit of a moral victory against Florida. There's a little bit of a moral victory against Maryland at the beginning of the season. SMU I got you, right? SMU is good but if you don't have a good performance against Navy this weekend and beyond this is the time where you have to start winning games especially at home if you want to have a big old statement to say that team that you had been watching the first five weeks of the season we're back on track we're going to be playing a lot better our defense is going to play like it did in the opener despite it being against South Carolina State and they're going to play like they did against Maryland in the first half that is the expectation that is the standard going forward the whole QB situation Who are we going to roll with more? Is it Jalen Jones? Is it Trexler-Ivy? It doesn't matter. We have these guys deployed at the right time. This is a big, important game for the 49ers to me.
3: Uh, I'm going to go, and I I like that selection as well, because Charlotte definitely needs to be able to muster some goodwill. But I'm going to go with Duke and NC State, because when you look at the top of the ACC right now, there are three undefeated sitting there, Louisville, Florida State, and Carolina. We know that Florida State, we feel strongly about, can run the table. Louisville is also a team that has a very advantageous schedule. Carolina uh, sitting there 2-0, and but Duke at 1-0 and in the ACC, 4-1 and overall. If they want to keep pace, this is a game they have to have. And when you look at Duke with Henry Beal in the fourth, that's going to start a quarterback more than likely. They're still saying day-to-day, but I'm not buying it. But I still mm-hmm. think that Henry Beelan looks like he has more than enough in his skill set to keep Duke afloat. He's got a live arm. He can run. Uh, he's got that athleticism. So I, I think that he can step in. And now we see in college football to where guys come in, youth doesn't really matter anymore. A lot of these young guys come in, they're ready to go from day one. From true freshman to redshirt freshman, whatever you want to pick. But also, you look at NC State. At one and one, four and two overall. Now, not that we think they're going to get into the ACC championship game discussion, but just for the sake of pushback, they're one and one. So if they can win this game, they get themselves into the mix of things as well, and still have to play Carolina down the stretch. Uh, and they've got they've got some big games too that can determine their future because if MJ Morris comes out and can keep this offense where it was last week, where it in that thirty to forty point per game range, the defense still playing. Solid, Not as great as they have in the past, but Peyton Wilson's having an All-American type of season. So I think this is a huge game for both teams with two relatively uh, young guys starting at quarterback.
5: Yeah, you got the ball rolling for me. You might have convinced me. You might have convinced me. Because you're right. I think both of these teams are in a weird situation to the point where you have an opportunity to beat Duke. They don't have Riley Leonard, but it would still be considered a very big win for NC State, where I think the same can be said for Duke staying afloat. It would be considered a big win for Duke, even if they don't have Riley Leonard, even if they are playing M.J. Morris one start into this season with NC State having not lived up to expectations so far. You're in this weird scenario where I don't think we're going to hold anything against either one of these teams if they get that victory. Mm -hmm. And so who comes out on top? Because can Duke stay afloat enough for Riley Leonard to come back and then get to the ACC championship? And can NC State get this win against Duke against a defense that doesn't have I don't think they have any monster injuries to the point where they're going to hold themselves back so still big-time performance from MJ MJ Morris could be had yeah I think you're right honestly because there there are so many different respect opportunities here for Duke to stay afloat and for NC State to get the job done against what is still a very good football team
3: all right so now when we turn the page and look at not Potential for huge upsets this weekend, but what do you feel like the biggest upset potential type game is this weekend? I'm a little worried about your boys, Wes. I don't know if you are as well, (laughs) but I'm a little worried about your boys.
5: Yeah, Wake Forest, their three wins. Are against Elon, Vanderbilt, and ODU. Mm-hmm. Their win on the road against ODU. They had to come back after Mitch Griffiths had a couple of turnovers in the first half, and he got the job done. But again, it's against Old Dominion. They lost to Georgia Tech. Good enough football team, mm-hmm. I think. Georgia Tech is respectable. Clemson certainly is, and they played them played them close. But the offense is somebody I'm a, I'm a little worried about. We've talked about PFF. If you go to the college quarterback rankings on Pro Football Focus, I was surprised to see this. Mitch Griffiths is in the 250s compared to every college quarterback. Wes, you know me when we were doing the team weeks, man. I thought Mitch Griffiths was just going to take the baton from the other good quarterbacks and Winston-Stateland before him. I thought we were just going to keep this thing rolling. Doesn't matter if you have John Walford. Doesn't doesn't matter if you have Jamie Newman. Doesn't matter if you have Sam Hartman. Dave Clawson is going to find a good QB that you can win with. I'm not saying you can't with Mitch Griffiths, but he hasn't looked as good as I thought. Like here we are five games in and I'm questioning some things about Mitch Griffiths right now. So we'll see what they're able to do. It's on the road against Virginia Tech. I don't think this Hokies team quits. I mean, you saw them get down a big deficit against Florida State 22 to nothing after the first quarter. They scored 10 points like they're still battling. They didn't they didn't lay down for Florida State after they did certainly get beat down in the first quarter. Virginia Tech, they beat ODU as well, and ODU almost beat Wake Forest. I just, there's potential there. I'm a little worried. Should I be worried about your boy's Wake?
3: Uh, yeah, you should be. Because, okay. for one, uh, when they play Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech always seems to have uh, Wake's number. It's a team that is very hard to beat. We haven't beaten them up. Uh, I believe since the seven, the six game, I think it was when uh, everybody was sitting there waiting on that game to be finished. Went to all those overtimes with very, very little points, and so uh, yeah, it's definitely a game I'm going to be nervous about coming into this foot, uh, coming into that football game. But also, I'm going to go to uh, South Carolina and Florida. Uh, I think Florida they've been very up and down this year. You look at these teams offensively, they're neck and neck as far as. Um, Total offense with Florida seventh in the SEC and total offense in South Carolina uh, is eighth. Each one of these teams score around 27 points a game, only separated by 10. Florida scores 27.2. South Carolina scores 27 flat, which really technically, if you look at it, is 27-1-7. And so I think that this is a game that South Carolina's been playing with a lot of teams. We've seen them compete with Georgia. We've seen them uh, be competitive in a lot of the games that they played in this year. Florida's coming down there to Columbia. We know that they're going to be jacked up for it down there. And so I think South Carolina, they've got a great chance because this Florida team, in my opinion, doesn't really have much of an identity, much of a passing offense. And so I think this is a game that Spencer Rattler, uh, who's having a really, really good season, I think that he's a guy that could step up and get them this win in Columbia. They need a big win. And, uh, yeah, I think that there's any potential. I don't know that they'll pull this thing off. And Spencer Rattler's currently sitting sixth in the SEC and passing yards a little bit behind Florida's quarterback. So, um, yeah, surprising. If I was to look at any of them, I would say South Carolina has a chance to be able to do something at home because that crowd can just power them to do some weird stuff.
5: Yeah, Georgia's too good for for Spencer to have had big game Spencer, I think, but disappointed in the Tennessee loss that he had. You know, 169 yards after torching him last year. One interception we saw did have the rushing touchdown, but not a huge game even on the ground either. We haven't seen big game Spencer yet. I mean, in North Carolina, he had a good output, but SEC big game Spencer, we got two of them at the end. We were praising him. And then against Tennessee, worst performance just statistically by far, if you look at the passing yardage and just the total yardage altogether. I still have hope. I still think that we get big game SEC Spencer this weekend against Florida, so I'm with you on that. All
3: right, and so uh, going back really quickly to the uh, North Carolina-Miami game, is this the game that starts Drake Mays' Heisman campaign in your estimation?
5: Yeah, I think Syracuse probably not as big of an opponent to start this thing off, despite him probably playing his best game of the season to that point. 442 yards, it's a lot, no doubt about it. But this is the game to me where even if you wanted to start it at the beginning of the season, when you had college game day in Charlotte for their matchup against South Carolina at a couple of interceptions. So when you talk about Drake may getting things started here against a top 25 ranked team against Miami now we're going to take them even that much more seriously as a team to get to the ACC championship. Yeah, I think so. I think this is the game that will really vault him into that conversation. I think he's barely on the outside. Mm-hmm. He's not coming out of nowhere. I'm not trying to act like, Oh, where did this kid come from? Oh, now he's going to New York city. Yeah. We all know Drake may is special, but I, I do think we'll start to talk about him a little more. So if we get another 350 plus passing yard game, maybe a rushing touchdown, if we get good numbers and, in a win, and maybe even a comfortable win against Miami, this will be the launch of the Heisman campaign.
3: Yeah, because when you look at it so far, uh, you know, he's got the 400-yard game versus Minnesota before that, didn't reach 300 yards, and then he had roughly 300 yards against Pittsburgh, but had a 5-4 to four touchdown to interception ratio before going off against Syracuse. So a lot of people had been underwhelmed with his play as far as just the numbers being as guardy as you would expect for a Heisman contender, but I think now really can start off his Heisman run when you look at the game against Miami, their first-ranked opponent, and then you got Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, but then that gauntlet of Duke, Clemson, NC State, so if he can get through this one with very winnable games, the next three with Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, if he can get through that gauntlet and he's putting up Drake May caliber numbers, then I think that ball is going to continue to start rolling to heat up uh, for him to maybe get that trip to New York.
5: I really like the way the schedule is set up for them. We've talked about how much we, how tough we think the schedule is. The reason I like the way it's set up, it's, okay, if you get through this game, you'll at least have one matchup so people can't say you haven't played anybody. Yeah. Miami's got to do some damage control themselves. That mm-hmm. loss against Georgia Tech hurt North Carolina, too. I, I don't think the Heels wanted that. So you at least have one game to point to and say, we already have a big-time opponent, a big-time win under our belt. We still have a few easy games to get us ready for what is the gauntlet at the end of the schedule. And then as you're in a tight race for Drake May and the Heisman campaign if you're in a tight race and then you have these three games that you can point to and if he puts up big numbers, then that's going to put him ahead of some of these other guys that might not have as tough of a schedule as the season comes to an end. So if we're just talking about strictly Heisman campaign race, I do like the way the schedule is set up for Drake and even North Carolina at that point.
3: Yeah, and so other games of note this weekend nationally, you have UCLA and Oregon State will take aim at each other, USC and Notre Dame. That'll be another good one. Uh, You've also got Oregon and Washington on the docket as well. So some really good uh, college football matches this weekend. Uh, are you going to check out Prime and the crew tonight? They take on Stanford at 10 o'clock.
5: Oh, man. Deion Sanders hates it, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he, he hates primetime kickoff. Uh, yeah, I'll probably watch it. Uh, I think I'm going to be at, uh, um, you know, might be at Bone's birthday, though, yeah. you know, hanging out with check Bone. Check in on it a little bit. hundred percent. But yeah, I would like to see Colorado and check in and see if they can continue what was a hot start at first, get back to their winning way. See what Shador and the crew is up to.
2: You can hear Wes and Walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to three. Sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.
4: McDonald's is not new to chicken. Whether it's
0: audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your
1: doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
2: This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Earlier this afternoon on The Kyle Bailey Show.
6: On Fridays at 5 o'clock, it's all about the high school boys. It's all about the uh, the high school football action, the prep football for the night. And we've got the great Nate Wimberly of WBTV in his 26th year covering sports and high school football here in the Queen City. Nate Wimberly, how are you, buddy? What up? What up? What up? Good to have you back. Now, big game here. Big mm-hmm. game here. Uh, Butler and Charlotte mm-hmm. Catholic tonight. Got 13 wins and three losses between these two teams. Butler seven and one at Charlotte Catholic six and two. This one figures to at least be a very physical football game.
7: It will be. Uh, they're gonna. It's gonna be. It, it, it's gonna be a great game. Butler just there's really nothing that really stands out about them. They just play great team ball. And uh that's how that's how they've won all season long. Um and, and Catholic, you know, their two losses, you know, the 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 very uh disappointing loss to Providence Day on national TV and they lost to Independence thirty one to ten. So um it's time for them to step up in, in a big time situation, in a big game. They they've won a lot of games this year. But when they play the tougher teams, they kind of go back into a shell and that we don't see the best Catholic. It's time for them to step up tonight because if they want to have a chance at winning the conference championship, they have to win because they got the one conference loss against Independence. For in the stay with a shot of being a tri-champion like it was last year, it finished with a Butler, Independence, Catholic, all tied for first place. If they want to have that scenario again, they have to win tonight. If not, then this sets up for Butler Independence the final week of the regular season for the conference championship.
6: Got a lot of uh, Olympic and Myers Park uh, questions and requests coming in right now. Worth pointing out that the Myers Park football program has been through uh, been through it the last couple of years, like a lot of turnover. Yes. What is it? the four coaches in four years, yes, I think, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, but yes. they've also won four straight games. Yes. They're, they're, they're four and
7: three now in the season. I started at zero and three. They're four and zero right now. Uh, just playing some great football right now they're only you know one of those three losses was to was to huff by only three points so that's how good they've been this year uh coach chris james is he's trying to get that thing established and settled you know you talked about it the amount of turnover they had at the head coaching position coach james wants to come in and and really establish that right now um they're getting better each and every week. I, I think they're going to get another win tonight. Uh, they're two and zero in conference play. Uh, South Michigan is undefeated in conference play. It looks like those two are, are going to be battling it out in the end for the conference title. But this is a big game for them just to get over the hump and continue to roll going into that Southmate game.
6: By the way, uh, if you want to call in 704 570 if you want to talk high school football with the great Nate Wimberly, now's your chance. 704-570-9610. Uh Texter uh, Wilson hit me up earlier and wants to know if if we think that Charlotte Christian can hang with Providence Day. Worth noting that uh, Providence Day 7 and 0 and the last team to beat them was Charlotte Christian a year ago. And I go back to that.
7: Last year, the same scenario set up. Now, you know, Providence Day is seven and zero right now. Their average margin of victory is thirty five. Their only close game was to Northwestern in Week One. Uh, they're just rolling, people. They did this exact same thing last year. They were in this position, undefeated, just destroying teams. And here comes their rival, Charlotte Christian, goes there and beats them. Now, they bring that kind of confidence this game because they're not playing their best but it's a rivalry game and you know i kind of slipped on the banana peel a couple of weeks ago saying you know south point had no chance to beat crest it's a rivalry game you just never know in these situations what what's going to get these kids up so um they they might be able to hang for a half or so i think providence Day is the better team but if christian wins tonight i will not be surprised because history has shown us last year that it can happen
6: we talked about a, a big Myers Park turnaround mm-hmm. a, couple of, a couple of minutes ago. We had uh, Daniel write in a few minutes back asking about this game, but South Mech visiting Ardrey Kell. South Mech was horrendous to start mm-hmm. the season. I love this stat. South Mech was outscored 171-23. to in their first four games. In the last three, though, they've outscored their opposition 116-39, to 39, which is amazing. But Audrey Kell is the best team they'll face so far this year,
7: right? Yeah. It, 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 well, I mean, they, they played some tough teams to start the game. I mean, to start the season. Uh, but the, the key for South, they found some offense during their three-game winning streak. Right now, they're averaging 38 points per game. So, the, you know, the defense is still a, a kind of a suspect matter for South Mac. But as a team, they're just playing much better. So, um uh, Andrew is, is a tough team. It's going to be their toughest test. Um, this is going to be, a, I'm really not going to even call this one because, um, it's kind of wide open as far. And, and Audrey Kale has a lot to play for. They can still work their way into that, that tri champion. They do have a conference loss, but they can work themselves into getting a three-way tie for this conference title. So this is a huge game for Audrey Kell. But hats off to Coach Joe Evans and South Meck for turning this thing around and playing much better.
6: My Lake Norman Wildcats yes. going to Cox Mill tonight. Lake Norman 7-0, and Cox Mill 3-4. Cox Mill's tough. They've won a couple in a row, but can they hang with the Wildcats?
7: Uh, I'm not so sure about that one. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, Lake Norman... Uh, th- for a while there, they were living on the edge, of just winning games by three points, and you know, five of their first six wins were were about three points or less. Um, and last week, uh, they kind of exercised those demons and, and got a big win. So I just think Lake Norman, it, it, they they know it's go time because they really have to get themselves sharpened up before they take on Mooresville in that final week. Uh, I just think they continue to you know, improve that offense and get better at that side of the ball because their defense is playing well. Um, but they're a battle-tested team. If it does become a, a, a tight game, Lake Norman finds a way to get off the hook once they get on the hook. So uh, I just think Lake Norman wins this one tonight.
6: I'm with you. Um, let's go to Gaston County. East Gaston 7-0 out there in the Southern Piedmont. They go to Burns tonight, who's 5-2. and That one should be hard-hitting. Yes.
7: It, it's going to be a good game. We're going to find out who East Gaston is this week and against Shelby. But first off, this week against Burns, I mean, we shot East Gaston last week. They look they look legit. They look good as a 7-0 team. But everybody's gonna look at it and say, hey, uh, you still have to beat Burns and Shelby. Those are the kings of the mountain. Um, you have to beat them. So this is step one to East Gaston, really proving to the rest of the state. If they win tonight, uh, they will be ranked in the top 10 in the state. Uh, this is their coming out party right here. They will get the chance tonight to show that they are legit. And he's guessing is good. Uh, The quarterback, uh, Trent Sherrills, over 1,200 yards passing, 13 touchdowns. They got four running backs, uh, over 400 yards. Uh, They're averaging 41 points per game. But more importantly, their defense is only giving up nine points per game. Uh, They're going to be ready to go. They know that if they really want to make a a big-time statement, this is the game to win tonight. But this Burns team is good. I saw them a couple weeks ago. A great offense. Uh, Quarterback Ben Mooney playing well. This is going to be a good game tonight. We're going to have highlights of this one. This one of our big games this week. We're going to have Steve on the source at that game. So we're going to, we're going to dedicate almost two minutes of highlights to this game.
6: Love it. Yeah. Um, a couple quick games we'll let you go. Back-to-back texters, including my guy Keo, want to know about Northwest Cabarrus and Concord tonight. That's a monster matchup.
7: That is. Uh, th- that that conference is kind of setting up towards uh, a Robinson, Northwest Cabarrus. Both of them are undefeated. Of course, they're both undefeated in the conference play as well. But Concord has a say tonight. Uh, the they really don't have a shot at winning the conference title because they got two losses. But this Concord team can sneak up on you. It's all going to depend on how well uh, quarterback Kenyon Phillips plays tonight. If he has a big game running and throwing the ball and, and, and kind of keeps Concord in it, uh, if they look up in the fourth quarter and they're in a tight game, I give the Spiders a chance of winning this one. Uh, but Northwest has been so. They've been special this year. They, 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 and talk about a defense. Uh, their defense only gives up uh, four points per game. They've got five shutouts. Only one team has scored in double digits this year on Northwest Cabarrus. That's where it starts and ends with them. The, the, uh, Justin Forrest, 75 tackles, 10 sacks. As a team, they have 31 sacks. That's what makes this Northwest Cabarrus team so, so good. And uh, Concord's going to have their hands full tonight.
6: Last one. Uh, kind of way up there, but it, it's Catawba County versus uh, Iredell County. Hickory 7-0. and uh, and they're averaging 45 points a game right now. Their quarterback Brady Stover, I, I saw some of his highlights last week. Incredibly talented young guy. And West Iredell got off to their best start in a long time, but they've dropped two games since then. Have uh, they come back to earth, or can they bounce back tonight and slay the dragon?
7: Uh, Hickory is just—they're uh, uh, just playing some great ball right now. Coach Glass has those guys really, really rolling right now, and it's good to see the Red Tornadoes doing well again. This is one of those traditional powers that you know just kind of took a step back, uh, but Coach Glass has them. In a, in a spot that they haven't been in a very long time. And just like I said, it's good to see Hickory football back. Uh, West Ardell's got some great athletes out there. They they, they had uh, they, they had East Lincoln on the ropes. They had them down 17-10. to 10. That was the first loss that they had. They let East, East Lincoln off the ropes, and, and East, East Lincoln beats them. And then they, you know, they lose to the Statesville. So, you know, uh, the, yeah, the, the great start, you know, is good, but they really need to win this one just to kind of just make that, great start in this great season just feel good, but it's been a long time since West Ardell has been in this position. Whether they win or lose this game tonight, it's been a great season for them because uh, they have this thing turned around and pointed the right way. I just think Hickory is going to get this one tonight, but hats off to West Ardell for a great turnaround this season.
6: I lied to you. Tommy did make a good point. He says, how are you two not going to talk about two of the best teams in the area, Sun Valley and Weddington tonight? We haven't even gotten to that game, so if you don't mind, let me hit you with that one before you
7: go. Yeah, That's that's one of the games I'm looking forward to as well. Um, Sun Valley has had a week off to prepare for Weddington. And and th- this is another. They're much like East Gaston. They're undefeated, but how good are you? This is the this is the point to where you can make a statement to say we are legit. You beat Weddington tonight. You are legit now. Weddington is. Uh, they I saw him play with Porter Ridge last week. Uh, the defense. The, they're one of the coach coach Capone is one of the, the the best coaches in our area of making adjustments you know they could not get off the field on third down Porter Ridge just kept they had Porter Ridge and third and long a lot in the first half Porter Ridge would get off the hook second half they shut them out and, and the offense kept rolling you know Weddington is is they're another one of those teams that you know Tyler Budge the quarterback is great but they, they really don't do anything that just stands out they're just a complete team they play great team ball and uh but you know this Sun Valley team, if if they are legit, and I think their offense is great, their defense played well against Sun Valley. They shut them out. I mean, against Cuperson, they shut them out. This is going to be a good game tonight.
6: You crushed it, as always, yeah. my man. It was sure. good to see you.
7: Thank you, thank you. Be thank safe you. tonight. Hey, 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 Carolina Panthers man, just 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 show up and
6: play good Sunday. Well, at least we got the like Hornets that. to take our put our minds at ease, Ooh, right? Oh boy, let's <laughs> <that's> not even let's <laughs> not even open up that can right now. You don't. There, you got to go right. You got to go right now. I, feel I felt
7: good. Now nah, I don't feel. So
6: nah, good. you don't feel so good, Nate Wimberly, WBTV. You tuned into Instant
2: Replay when the audio was so good it has to be heard again. Only on Sports Radio ninety-two point seven WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan.